0: What's up, everybody? We are back. R2-C2. That's it, man. Keeping our streak alive every week. Man. Yeah,
1: we've been doing every week so far. That's it. It's good. Are you sick of me yet? No, nah, we good. We locked in. Uh, we really are, <laughs> man. I feel like... It's just like it's part of our in season routine now. Yeah. You know? it's part like,
0: of it. That's it. And now we get I ready. I actually forgot about today. Like, I woke up, I was like, whoa, fuck. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I want to put that quote on the t shirt. <laughs> <laughs> we, you know, we got to, we got to like work on our R2C2 swag. A lot of people want like hoodies know, and stuff like
0: that. I know, I know. The, the, the mugs. You got all the
1: fucking mugs. We're the mugs that? At, guys? We, we we So we, we have to do like some sort. I'm still trying to figure out how we execute the giveaway. Maybe by next episode, we can have the fully executed giveaway for our audience so that we can simultaneously gain subscribers sure. while bribing them with gifts. <laughs> like, this is the way the business <laughs> works. How we got to get people to listen. That's it, man. That's it. No, no. You, people are – our audience is into it, man. They are – actually, you know what's interesting? So we're in Cleveland and uh, recording this, but we're releasing it uh, Thursday before the start of the second half of the season. And um, their uh, sideline reporter, Andre, was telling me, like, he loves the podcast. And he was saying that uh, a couple pitchers maybe for them, maybe like <laughs> Bauer and Clevenger or something like that, want to start one and they listen and, and love it or, or like I, Clevenger listens and loves it or something oh, like that. Cool. I'm like, yeah, cool. man. I didn't think like, other players would be listening to that, You know what yeah, I'm saying? Man, that's, that's dope. That's pretty cool, right? Like, it's, it's getting around, man. I
0: know Shane Green does one now. Yeah, in Detroit, right? In Detroit. Right? Yeah. Yeah, Greeny does one. I think with Cas- Castellanos, I think. Oh, I mean, really? yeah.
1: Okay, yeah. cool, man. Yeah. yeah like, and
0: then my boy, one of my friends, uh, Chris Young, you know me and him are yeah. really close. So he was like, how do I listen to the podcast? So I was like, uh that's dope. You yeah, know what I'm dude, like, he's saying? I don't to... never tell my friends about it or like force them. Like you know what I'm saying. So for him to like hit me and was like, oh, how do I listen? But well, you know, that's tight. That's cool,
1: man. Yeah. That's interesting. So you don't you don't want them like evaluating your your uh, your on air work, telling them like here's the pot, like send it out. The nah, link to nah, nah, nah. I don't do none of that. <laughs> nah. Has Marge listened yet? I don't know if she listens or not. Mm-hmm. Um, we we got to get
0: Marge I, on. If, it. if I were just to guess, I would, I would say no, she doesn't. Yeah. Just because she probably couldn't figure out how to get get it on there.
1: All right, we're gonna have to show her on the iPhone, like how to get the one podcast. One of the kids can show
0: her. Yeah, that's it, man. I'm, I'm sure. I mean, if she could figure it out, I mean, I'm sure she would listen every day, every time.
1: Well, right, it's her son. Come on, yeah. You know, um, we. Uh, I I think I have my my. Th- are we doing three names or five names? For we, we said three, three. Okay, and you gotta you gotta deliver. I one. I, gotta, I gotta figure it out. You gotta figure it out. It yeah, out. I gotta right. figure it out. By next, by uh, let's say you give me by like uh, the end of July. You give me your three, three names. names, yeah, okay. that you want, and and in case anybody's new to the podcast, first of all, go back and listen to all the old episodes. <laughs> but CC going to give me three names. I'm giving him three names that the other one has to deliver on as a guest before January first, twenty nineteen. So I I've I've thought about people. Well, we got to have all on. three guests. No, just oh, one. just one, <laughs> just one. Yeah, just got to go one for three. Just got to be a three thirty three hitter. All right. right. I've thought about it. You know, at there was a time when I was thinking, okay, like, all celebrity crushes, so I get my chance. No, 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 no. Like, now I'm like, no, I, I think I have my three of, like, interesting conversation where you can flex your, your celebrity clout to get them here. Let's go. Yeah. Who so, you got? Oh, you want my actual? Yeah. I, I'll, I'll give you mine now, and you give me yours later? Well, I thought that's what you was doing when oh, you said that. You over here talking about some bullshit. <laughs> I thought you was gonna give us the three. No? Right, I'll, give it, I'll give you the three. I'll give you the three. Okay. Okay. You. You're like, why do you keep talking? To me? All right, here's the three. Ready? These are my three for you to deliver on. Eminem. Okay. Will Smith. Damn. Or okay, you, you got your work. You got your work cut out for you, man. You got your work cut out for you. Or Daisy Ridley. Who, oh, she plays Rey in Star oh, okay, Wars. okay, okay, yeah. okay. So any of those three. All right, all right. Eminem, we, we got a better chance of getting Eminem. I'm okay, just letting Eminem. you
2: know
0: right hey, now. Hey, hey, man. He any, said Will Smith. Hey, man. Fuck, I want to meet Will Smith, too, so, though. So good, it's a win-win Did, for us. Did you follow him on Instagram? I do, man. Did you see his uh, Shiggy thing is you know how they doing the shiggy dance uh, yeah, yeah 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 in my yeah. feelings dance yeah so you gotta check his out Yeah, it, i it? mean he just takes everything like to the next level does he's so he? dope man i
1: like his like motivational stuff yeah. He yeah
0: i mean ever and... since i mean he just got instagram like i think in january yeah and he's like taking over instagram like You're crushing it he's hilarious i man. saw
1: an, uh, he did a podcast with um i think elliot wilson and Rap Radar yeah, recently yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, and i saw some clips good. from that that's good uh, yeah
0: he's just funny man he can still rap too like for yeah. me To me, Will Smith will always be able to rap just because I grew up listening to Will Smith. You know what I'm saying? So if he makes a song, I'm I'm like, I'm on it.
1: Hey, I don't know that that's like the common thought when it comes to him and his rap. Yeah, no. But but for me, it is 1,000%.
0: (laughs) Just because. Like that's the rap that I grew up on.
1: Like you know what I'm saying. Like, I like it, parents man. just don't understand. It's the same flow. So maybe that's how we get him. We send him the clip. Like Cece Sabathy is a fan of your rap, and he's gonna be like, really? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and he comes on. I don't. He might be. You know what, man? He you might be able to entice him with some legend seeds. Get him on something, you know, man. man. I know. Like, I gotta
0: try to figure out who even who would even know him. Right. I met him one time. Have I met him you? one time at a Jay Z concert uh, in Miami. Did you um, did you fanboy a little with them? No, nah, I didn't. It was quick. Yeah. It was yeah. quick. I didn't get
1: a chance to uh I didn't get a chance to freak out. So have you seen what's it is do you have any memorable celebrity encounters where they fanboyed over you? Where like you were meeting a celebrity and they were like freaking out over meeting you or like acting like, you know, just a little bit uh a little bit off, a little bit giddy. Uh I don't know.
0: I mean, I never. No, I don't. I don't know. I always think when people do that that they're like putting extras on. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, like, know
1: you what don't I mean? think they're actually that excited yeah, to meet you? Yeah. You
0: know what I'm saying? Like, you can't be that excited to meet me, dog. Like, <laughs> no, it you know. Okay. But well, no, nah, I mean, I, I, I have to. I guess I had to pay attention to that.
1: Yeah, because I feel like I, it, that's always interesting, right? If there's somebody. Who you kind of like look up to or whatever, and then they meet you, and it's like I always I'm get.
0: Missing. I mean, well, I always get you know when just like when I met Bill Clinton, and you know he knew who I was, so that was like weird, you know. Like, that is weird, man. Obama, you know what I'm saying? Like those when those people know who you
1: are, just for them to know who you are is weird to me. That's pretty cool. Well, we both knew know who today's guest is, um, and that is Aaron Boone. Mm-hmm. You're your friend. Your uh, your manager now, yeah,
0: teammate.
1: Teammate, he
0: was with you in Cleveland for two years. I think I think he was on base when I hit a grand slam.
1: Really, I'm almost positive. Wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. Nice. I, I, and grand slam was your first ever. Was home my first runner? homer. That's a good way to do Cincinnati. it. Man. That is that is uh, that's style. That's that's <laughs> swag is what that is. Very nice. Well, we're excited for this. Uh, we'll get into plenty with the Yankee manager here is Stories. He's just a good guy, man, and he's he's entertaining to listen to. So here's Aaron Boone on R2C2. See, this is kind of like, uh, you know, this is your old stomping grounds yeah. now. Putting I on one, one of these you, know how to, you know how to do this. <laughs> yeah. this nice. Did you ever, I was thinking about this. Did you ever have, when you were broadcasting, like, a player confront you about anything you said on air? Oh. No. No. And
2: I always felt like, I always felt like there's a way to say something, like, honestly, what you're looking at without being a jerk. Yeah. And so... There were a couple times where maybe I felt like, I know I said something that was not harsh, but just like maybe a little critical or something. So if I ever did that, I tried to at least make the point of, making sure I was walking around on the field mm-hmm. just so I'm there. You yeah. can talk to me. You feel like you got to say something. It's
0: different if you, if a guy says something and then you can't find him. You <laughs> yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> I,
1: never, I never wanted to hide like that. I mean. Yeah. That's interesting. So, like, if if you... Have you ever heard something, see about you that that you're like, oh, I need to see this guy? All the time. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, it, you know, it do not make a difference. You know what I'm saying? It's,
0: just, it's, it's on TV, so... Right. But, yeah, it... it it pisses you off as if it's somebody that you know is not around. If it's somebody that you can find or, or that you can see, or you see him walking around, you see him in the clubhouse, and you're like, "Did he not scared? You know yeah. what I'm saying?" Like, <laughs>
2: exactly, exactly. I always felt like I, I always didn't like when a guy, uh, as a player, was like maybe over apologetic for somebody, like not willing to say anything. I almost felt like just just say just what say happened. What you, yeah, yeah. It's it's all good. It's a game. Because right.
0: it makes it it makes it worse if you over if you
1: over apologetic too. Yes. you know what I mean. It's the same. Yeah, so, and you can do it without being a jerk. Yeah, and it's also like it, it, it's a credibility thing too, right? Like if you're yeah. if you are if if you go out and get shelled and I'm doing the game and I'm like you know. CeCe, he pitched decently tonight. Well, okay, like, now, now when you pitch well, it's like that dude has no credibility. Like, this guy just said he pitched decently when he gave up eight runs in two innings. You know, yeah, That's got to be hard, though. You sometimes know I got to make it up. When, when yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now in this shot, it's great. <laughs> can't, can't be as honest. Right? <laughs> you know, it's, but I can tell sometimes, too, like, I, th- I feel like you probably want to be even more forthcoming than you can now in this role, right? Now you're on. You're you're good with us. You're good. Yeah. But is are there some times where you're like, man, I'd love to give you more, but like, there's certain things you got to keep inside. Yeah, you can't
2: yeah. you can't always divulge everything, and and sometimes there's things strategically that that can't necessarily be known on a given night or or whatever. That said, you know, even though sometimes maybe you're a little bit vague. I always try and be honest mm. with with my assessment or my answer, and and sometimes my answer may even be a little more positive or glass half full about a certain situation. But but I I
1: always try to be honest with how I answer. You know I, I and I think we've experienced that. Also, it seems like. Sometimes you know you you sometimes you watch like a coach or a manager or even a player like in front of media answering questions and it's like okay they clearly don't like this like they you know want to get through it I feel like you sit there and you kind of like it like yeah <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you I mean you were just a part of all of us but like it feels like no nah, you don't mind like answering answering these questions going back and forth a little bit um that's a little strong. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I know I'm always after I pitch. I'm always waiting in my locker. I'm like Booney takes 30 minutes. Ever.
2: Yeah, he, he told me one night. He's like, dude, you're in there forever again. I'm uh, hobnobbing in there. <laughs> exactly. No, you know what? I, I I definitely do not mind it. And most of the guys that cover us, um, you know, I feel like are fair. And you know, I try on some level to have some kind of personal touch with with people so you know we're doing this every day they're in the same kind of grind that we're all in Mm -hmm. and i respect that and um and i think for the most part you know i think people always see the new york media and think for the most part i don't think people are out to get me or out to get us Mm -hmm. and and i try and appreciate that sometimes i know there's a question that needs to be asked or or not even fun for a guy to be asked and i understand that that's just part of the gig you know and you roll with it but yeah i don't mind the pre and post every day you know it's <laughs> you know it allows, it allows you to get out you know a message or yeah. or a thought on a certain situation that i think
1: it's important that they hear from you what has it been like so far for you see because i know you guys are you guys are you were friends you before. know before this yeah so what has it been like so far having a, a former teammate and a friend as your manager now. it's been fun i mean it's been fine
0: yeah it's been normal you know yep. what i mean I, I didn't know what it would be like but it's uh, it's my first time I ever playing playing for somebody i played with but i mean it's been it's been, uh, it's, been it's been it's been it's been cool you know it means you're getting old, too, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah for sure. Half the
2: league is guys I play with.
1: <laughs> like, when it comes to Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Like One of the first things,
2: he was one of the first people I called when, when I got it, and and he hadn't even signed back yet, you know. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Like, I'm, like, hope, hoping that was a formality at some point and And I'm, like, you know, I'm going to have to take your ass out once. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're going to be pissed off? He's, like,
2: yeah. <laughs> it don't matter who it is,
0: I'll be pissed off. <laughs>
1: I want, I, wait, there, there was, I'm trying to think. There was one time this year so far I can remember like where you were, I feel like, because you've been giving him a long leash, though. But early in the year, there was like a start, maybe you were through six or something or seven, and I remember seeing him in the dugout. I was like, "Oh, is this the first time where he's going to be like, <laughs> hey, Aaron, why'd you take me out? Or, or Booney, or whatever you, you call your manager. Have you guys had any like, come on, man, like why'd you take me, any of those interactions yet? Not yet. We, I think we had one
2: where he was like, Shocked that I was like taking him out, but for the most part, he kind of knows. He kind of feels. I kind of feel it. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm used to it now. Like I know. I kind of feel like my time's up. When my time's one (laughs) one time, he said, "Really? (laughs) That might have been the time you're talking about in the dugout." Yeah,
0: yeah, that was early in the year. Yes, yeah, it was earlier in the year. It's it's crazy because, but I always knew he would be a manager though. Like, even when we played together, he was, you know, he was always like, I mean, as soon as he came over, you know, we had a young team, but he was always, he was like the leader of our team. He was one of the leaders, so I just felt like he would he would be a
2: good manager. Did you feel that way when you were playing? Like, all right, at some
1: point, this is what I'm going to do.
2: Not really. Um, I mean, I'm, I would have thought maybe, yeah, I, I might want to do that someday, but... It wasn't like something that, like, an ambition of mine. Like, I'm gonna manage someday. And my wife would always say, "All right, you can play as long as you want, but you're not allowed to manage." <laughs> 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 and then I drop this on her and, like the course of a week. She's like,
1: hmm, "All right, <laughs> this is different, though." Like. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, like it. There's there's managing, and then there's the Yankees, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> it, it's and just a different you know animal.
2: what? And there's the Yankees at this time. Mm. The, the timing of this. Um, with with what, you know, Steinbrenners and Cash and these guys have built to put us in a position to be the kind of team we are now and to be on the kind of footing we are going forward, this was, like, a pretty good opportunity.
1: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you, you know, that actually – that's interesting because um, I was – emailing with the people who we, t- we coordinate with it uninterrupted. And one of the producers, Natalie Lest, shout out to Natalie, does a great job editing the podcast as well. She was like, you know, I'd be curious if Aaron would have taken the job if it was a, a rebuilding situation. Let's say, let's not even make it the Yankees. Like mm-hmm. if you were offered a managerial gig of a different team, not specific team, but any team, and it was a rebuilding situation, like would that have enticed you to do it? Um, I don't know. I would have been a little more for – jumping into this
2: for the first time, I would have been a little more selective and a little more, eh, I'm not really interested in that. Um, But I was making the transition this year, probably regardless from the booth. Um, I had talked to a couple other teams about joining like their front office or maybe getting back into like coaching or managing or whatever. So I was kind of in conversations with a few teams. And then the the Yankee thing happened kind of fast. Like from the time Cash called me to the time the interview, like that ball was rolling, and here we go. So, but I was making the transition. I was starting to get the kind of the bug to be back in, like to some degree. I started really missing the competition of it all, mm. and I think that's been the funnest part about this now is is the game, like like being in the game and and the kind of the angst that comes with that and the. Um I, I and being with this group. I mean
0: yeah. it's it's a good group. It's fun. It's it's yeah, it's, these it's a tight knit group too. Yeah. It's, it's fun to be around. Like
2: like it's just good dudes that, that are competitive mm-hmm. and, and pros. It, it it's in the game being in the game with these guys has been really really something i've really enjoyed. But like
0: when you were broadcasting you're in the game but it's yeah. not like a win or a loss. Like you're not in it, you know what i mean? Like well, you still get to enjoy the game but you're not it's, it doesn't mean anything, right? It, like you know it, what i'm
2: saying? Yeah, and that's and and as a broadcaster you always say, "Hey, you never you win every night. You go home and <laughs> and, and, I, and i and i would always hear that. And I'd be like, yeah, but I kind of missed that, like, yeah. something's mm-hmm. on the line here, you know? Um, and I think that's something that started to pull me back a little bit. Yeah, but that was the biggest difference between the two. When
0: Cash called, what was that like? Because like, I know – I hadn't heard anything, and then I all of her- a sudden heard, you know, Aaron Boone. And I was like, I want that to be the manager. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was like – it was kind of out of the blue,
2: you know yeah. what i Or for you two? Yeah, absolutely. I was, um, I was at my uh, – one of my son's football games on a Saturday afternoon, sitting in the high school stadium, you know, like just in the bleachers up there. And I get a call and it's Brian Cashman. I'm like, hey, he's like, and Cash is very low key. He's like, hey, Booney, it's uh, Cash. Um, (laughs) And it kind of got right. He's like, you interested in interviewing for this thing? I was like, hell yeah. (laughs) And then he's like, it was kind of a short conversation. He's like, all right, we'll be in touch to get you out. And, um, I was out there next week, and here we go. Were you like at the the game, like going, like what? (laughs) Like what is going on? I was like, all right, how am I going to break this
1: to my wife? (laughs) So how did you break it to your wife?
2: I was just like, "Um, you know, uh, Brian Cashman called me, interviewing for the Yankees, and she's like, "Well, you're not allowed to (laughs) make." You got to ask it like in a question form. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I'm like. But it's
1: the Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> that makes it a little different. For I, sure, I know C will sometimes say like, "Yeah, you like when you're just guided by like when when he's like when Amber leaves it up to me." I'm like, "No, no, no! You're supposed to decide. <laughs> yeah, no, make the decision <laughs> is, yeah, if this is okay or not. I can't do it on my own. That's okay. right. You now, like, I'm I'm trying to think of times in, in my life when." I've had to prepare for, for a big interview, and I haven't had an interview yet on the scale of, like, when you're going to manage for the New York Yankees or trying to. What is the preparation like as you're getting ready for that process? Like, how do you even dive into that to know what it's going to be like? Yeah, I'm still wondering that, actually. <laughs> um
2: you know what? I, I didn't know. I, I talked to a few people. Um, I talked to I talked to a few managers like Craig Council, Dave Roberts, AJ, Hinch. Um, I talked to Josh Bard. Just kind of going in like, is there any – but but I didn't want to be – I wanted to go in and it, it be myself and about me and my thoughts and a conversation or whatever. So I didn't want to be like coached up necessarily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, But I didn't want to walk in there like I'm just going to, you know, be charismatic and get this thing. I wanted to have a level of, you know, just knowledge of inner workings to some degree. So I, I wouldn't say I necessarily prepared, but I talked to a handful of guys and those three managers specifically about just, hey, is there anything I should definitely know going in? And it wasn't like a long list of advice, but those are a few guys that I leaned on.
1: Is there anything minor league wise that you had to know going into it? Like, hey, I got to be familiar with the system, or this prospect, or that prospect. Like, did there have to be some sort of familiarity with it? Yeah, yeah, and I, and I think
2: you know, working with ESPN, I felt like that was part of my job too. And yeah, and being that you know, the Yankees are arguably the team we cover the most, so yeah. it's it's an organization that I f- feel like I had a baseline of knowledge about. You know, and and I probably dove into the minor league guys and prospects and stuff like that a little more going in. Um, But actually, and and that's been one of the cool things since getting the job like and and the winner and starting to kind of familiarize yourself with, you know, starting with the, you know, top five, ten prospects. But then on beyond that, like who are these guys, seeing video on them, that's been actually something that's been fun for me to kind of have an understanding of them because I – I get on now, and like, like I'll look today and see how our, our minor league teams did and who pitched and the report on them. It's, it, that, that part's been kind of nice because it gives you an idea of what's coming next or if, or if we need something, mm-hmm. who's, who's doing well. Um, that's been something I've actually enjoyed.
1: What's up, R2C2 fans? It's your boy Ryan here. With CeCe putting in work on the mound and me calling his games for years, we've gotten to know each other pretty, pretty well. Whether it's at the stadium or in the studio, we are always trying to knock it out of the park. Uninterrupted and State Farm are getting together to bring you The Sixth Sense, where NBA teammates like Andre Drummond and Stanley Johnson show how they get each other like no other, the way CeCe and I do here on R2C2. Check out Drummond and Johnson's episode as well as the entire series of The Sixth Sense on youtube.com uninterrupted. And maybe you can get a teammate off the court or off the field that gets you too. You know, one of your guys, Just this will be a specific thing for a moment, but you're close with Justice Sheffield. Yeah, Sheffield, yeah. See, And I feel like people now, you know, we're releasing this the Thursday before the second half of the season starts. And I feel like, you know, a a lot of people are starting to – become more and more familiar with Justice because we're seeing the triple A starts now back-to-back, back-to-back, where he's delivering. What, have you been in touch with him throughout yeah, the... Yeah, but
0: we don't talk about baseball, man. No? <laughs> <laughs> no we just talk about whatever, you know. It's, well, it's that's how we rarely, built our relationship, yeah, too, Yeah, it's, it's very rarely about uh, about pitching or baseball. I have to check with Harky to see how he's pitching. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, uh, no, I mean, I know he's pitching the Futures game. He's excited. He's been having a good year. Um, I know he's healthy. He had to, you know, um, went on a deal a little bit for his shoulder, but I know he's he's feeling good. He's healthy and he's excited to pitch in this um, in this futures game. So
2: yeah, he's. Um,
0: I'm excited to see what what he can do, man, and, and get him in this environment and and like uh, you know just let me
2: hang out with him for a little bit. I think it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, and I can't wait for him to get in this environment and hang out with C because mm. C C, I mean even position players, but especially pitchers and young pitchers being able to come up and kind of hang and learn from him. I think it's so valuable cuz he's had a really good year and he start he went back to double A to start mm-hmm. start out because they wanted him to work on some specific things. He did that. He's progressed. He's pitched better as the season's gone on and he's putting himself right in
1: that conversation to be part of the mix pretty soon. You know when I talk to throughout the season when I've talked to like either, you know, let's say it's Bird or it's Tyler Austin or or even Judge and I say like, you know, your young guys seem to acclimate so quickly. You know, and they usually bring up two things. One is well we have a lot of other young guys here and 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 that helps. Actually, three things I'll say. They they bring that up and then they say they love the tone you set, Aaron, with the kind of the feel of the room and the communication and they say we have Two main veterans who are really welcoming guys in C and Guardy. So, from your perspective, having veterans like that who are kind of inclusive, because there are guys who are you know they're into their own shit, and they're right. you know, I mean they're they're accomplished guys who who are like they're not not bad guys. They're competitive. They just have their own process, right, with how they go about their business. But from my perspective, and from talking to your guys, C and Guardy aren't those type of dudes. They're the guys that kind of want you to be involved with stuff, right? All right, So. To be good, obviously you got to have good players. Right. It's,
2: that's ultimately what it comes down to. And, and you know, I believe very much in a lot of the analytical stuff, and I've really gotten invested in that. But I really believe that culture matters, mm-hmm. especially in Major League Baseball where you're playing every single day. And when you have guys like C and Gardy and, and – and a guy like Aaron Judge who I feel like is in that mold for sure when when your best most influential guys are setting the tone for your clubhouse it's it's gold because anyone now that comes up from the minor leagues y- you fall into that and yeah. <laughs> you, you learn how to go about it the right way we make we pull somebody from outside the organization you're going to get caught up in the culture that's created there and I feel like ours is Ours is gold because of guys like C and Gardy kind of setting the tone.
0: But that's that's anywhere and like when the culture's good and like you said, if you, you get a free agent, you trade for somebody and everybody's like, oh, well, how is this going to work out? No, it's going to be fine because the yep. clubhouse is fine. Yep. If the clubhouse wasn't fine, then it, then you know guys could start going all over the place and doing different things. But when you have a good uh, group of guys and a good a good core. Guys are gonna fall in line to what what the norm is there. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. So. Have you
1: have you ever had to have a conversation like in your veteran years with someone like, hey, 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 this is how we do things here? Um, it wouldn't have been like, hey, hey, this is how we do things.
0: Like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure I've said that, yeah. Uh, but I mean, as far as like like the rookies coming up and all that stuff, I mean, when I came up, I was talking about that this, this, uh, yesterday because we were here in Cleveland and I hated it. I was the youngest guy on the team by like five years. You know, I was twenty years old, and the next oldest oldest guy was twenty five years old. And
2: they made urine stripes. It was it was bad,
0: man. Like they, you know, they treated me bad. Besides, you know, Chuck Finley and Dave Burba and the guys that were around me, but I didn't enjoy it. So I was like, if I ever got in the in the the, uh, opportunity to be a veteran guy, I want to make sure that these young guys come up and we have and we're all together and we're inclusive, like. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, some guys took it the other way, where we got hazed really bad, and some guys wanted to haze the young guys you know, back, but for me, I never wanted to do that, just because how how much I hated my first two or three years in the big league.
2: Well, I think a big reason so many of our guys, our young guys, you know, have come up and been uber successful is because of that, and that's something that's really important to me, is that look, there's a level of you're going to pay your dues, and you're going to earn certain things in this game as a young player, but I never want a young player in our, with our team to come up and not feel like they're able to be themselves, mm-hmm. and and I think that's something that C really helps create. Is I think you'll see our young players come up and right away, you know, they're not hiding, not speaking, or not they're they're themselves doing. Yeah. There's yeah. a there's a level of respect and reverence that you're going to have for guys like CC and guys that have been there and done that and accomplished a lot. You got to be yourself, and I think that's something that' I had a conversation one of the conversations I had with Gardy um this off season on the phone one of the first things I said is it's really important to me that guys come up and feel comfortable mm-hmm. and um and I think they've done a great job of that
0: and I think the young young players respect you more if you let them be themselves instead of being on them like hey I'm the leader you got to do it this way right you let guys do what they whatever they want to do and then you correct them you know as they go but if you own them, they don't—they're not gonna respect you.
1: Yeah, and, and you just—I mean—you're always gonna perform better, and your talent's gonna show if you're in an environment where you're comfortable, right? I mean, of course. You're walking on eggshells. That's just—that's an awful
0: feeling. Yeah, I mean. man.
2: I, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't. I
0: didn't enjoy it. <laughs> so I I was super young too. That's why. baby. <laughs> I'll,
2: I'll leave a name out of it, but well, my first first time I got called up, we're on the road, and we go to Montreal, <laughs> and we get in. L- middle of the night and like, I get to the hotel it's like two or three in the morning and you know back then we called each other on on the room phone <laughs> <laughs> that's right and I get a call from from a veteran player hey uh Aaron um I need you to go down the street and call it Whataburger, whatever yeah. I need a burger I want a burger. will you give me a burger and <laughs> the fries and I'm like seriously <laughs> it's like yeah I'm like all right, <laughs> uh, three in the morning. I had to get dressed and walk down yeah, the you city. You did it, yeah. And I did it. Oh yeah, you have to do it. Yeah,
1: <laughs> well, that is. And I actually didn't
2: mind. I loved the player, but yeah. I was like.
1: Yeah. yeah, like this is What's part up? of it. Yeah, yeah oh, you—I
0: mean, I was—I had a veteran that I had to carry everything, luggage up, really? carry on everything the whole time. Did you ever?
1: Did you ever hit that veteran back afterwards? Be like, hey, man. Like, no, we're hey, close now. Oh, really? I mean, okay. yeah, this yeah, one of
0: right. my one of my close close. I mean, he took care of me, but I mean, it was still <laughs> like I was a maid. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: oh,
1: that's bad, man. So how about when you guys were teammates? Mm-hmm. Like, is—is is there a story that comes to mind from the know, 5 and 06 and oh six was when you were together, right? In- yeah. I think so, yeah. Is is there a particular story that comes to mind, or just like a vibe that you guys had uh, on that team? So, so C was a he was a young stallion back then,
2: right? <laughs> <laughs> and I used to get on him a lot because C would get a little emotional on the mound. Oh, the time. big time, big time! <laughs> and you know, he he'd throw a pitch, it'd be you know a close pitch, and they'd ball it or something. It used to affect him, I felt like, sometimes for three or four pitches and he'd give up and then he'd kind of rein it in and the next day he'd tell me, he'd tell me, it's, yeah, my mom got on me too. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah. I was bad, man. <laughs> you know, you know how sometimes he grabs the ball bare hand, like he'd really grab it and he'd be like stomping around. But I felt like it would af- affect him for several pitches, like if, you know, whatever, it a- cheap hit or something or a call that wouldn't go his way yeah. now i feel like he's really good at channeling that stuff he still gets pissed off <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but and he, he still see. gets fired up but he's able he's able to turn the page really well now that's crazy yeah,
1: I, I like it the marge is the one you don't want to always get she's marge, always man. been always yeah. been uh, I, steve was telling us the story the other day like how he, uh, this start he had in Toronto, we pitched great, but he gave up that home run to Pilar late. And his mom's like, What'd you do with that? Buddy? Yeah, see, yeah. And <laughs> why'd you throw that cutter? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't get that in, you, you know, though. But you, you've said that before, see, that like now you feel like you could turn the page right away after something bad happens. Yeah, so that I it mean, doesn't I
0: try to. I mean, but the other day in Baltimore, that guy pissed me off, and it like yeah. that was something that was one of those things that would happen all the time, Now, Okay, gotcha. I would do that every start, yeah, you know what I'm saying, like where I would think. A pitch is a strike, and then it would take me out of the game for an inning or two, and then we end up losing the game. Now, I mean, for the most part, I can keep it. I can keep it cool, you know, and just you know, wait, go 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 to the next pitch. That's something that me and Chad talk about all the time. Is just you know, next pitch, no matter what. Chad, contro- yeah, control yeah. what you can control, and then go out there and do what you got to do. But like th- those early years, until I was about twenty seven, twenty eight, it was it was bad, man.
2: And, and I think, especially as a starting pitcher you know it's such a it's such a long mm-hmm. y- you can't uh, you can't get so emotional pitch to pitch like like a reliever sometimes can come in with his hair on fire a little bit and just be you know but i think for for a starting pitcher i think it's so important that you're in control of your emotions because it's you know you're talking 80 100 110 pitches where you let one pitch take you out early you're in trouble. Yeah, for sure.
1: And even I see it with you now, like, when it comes to when you're going to release that emotion, which you know we love the fired up, like, CC, <laughs> like, coming off the mound. But now you kind of – you don't really show that until I feel like the – end when you know you're at the end of your start. Like, the obvious example I'm thinking of is a start against Boston at home. But, right, like, you don't – I don't – I feel like you're not going to let out, like, a nah, huge you try fist bump early it, in any the game. Anytime.
0: No, nah, you try to – just try to stay even kill. Yeah. You know, because like you said, it is a – it's a 100 – I mean, it's a 100 pitches – 80 pitches, whatever, so you have to just try to be as even keel as you can throughout the throughout the start, throughout the season, really, to yeah. be honest with you.
1: You know, we weren't happy with the umpire in Baltimore on the group chat the other day. <laughs> yeah. We're like, he, he's not giving C the out. Uh, we got a group chat with a bunch of our friends. Like, he's not giving C that backdoor, yeah, but, like, but, right my mom, but my mom. But
0: my mom says because the the guy in
1: Toronto called him, the guy that I've done through. Me. <laughs> that's, a hit, okay, so that's what Mark said. Okay, So we released the last episode we can right after that, but we had recorded it before, and everyone's like, are you going to get C's? So, yeah. Take us through that. See, you get With, kicked out in Toronto, man. Oh, I on mean, the I, bench.
0: Didn't, it, I didn't even do anything. I mean, uh, you know, it, the
1: guy. It was pretty short.
0: It was, it <laughs> it was, was short. short. I didn't get a chance to say <laughs> that
1: man. It, and
2: I went up to check on him in the middle of the game, and he seemed to be enjoying himself too much <laughs> there. I'm like, It need, was hot anyway. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <it's not that laughs> there. He's sitting back in his chair. I'm like. You really didn't say that much. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't think I did. No, that dude chased. It's just down me a though. A like
0: gonna, they go. I mean, I got through all like that one time on the bench in Minnesota. We were screaming at the umpire, doing like that, and I was sitting next to Shane Spencer. And uh, the, the umpire looked in the dugout And Shane pointed at me what? And he threw me out <laughs> and no. I like I was no. like Yo yeah, what the fuck <laughs> And he was like Dog I'm gonna have to play in this game They can't throw me out I'm like You be I was young too When that happened Oh At uh, 2003 God. or four. He like Pointed at me, <laughs> and uh, part of me. Out.
1: <laughs> kick, kick rocks. That's it. You know what? I, I loved. It? We had on Mike, like when when you came out. Then after C got kicked <laughs> out in Toronto, I don't know if you saw the clip of Guardi being like, "Go get him, go get him." <laughs> <the>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's great. It was such a Guardi like, yeah. It was perfect
2: line.
1: Exactly. He's in the on deck circle, right as you're coming out, or he, or he. I think he actually said, like. Yeah, go fucking tell him.
2: Guardy's <laughs> <laughs> G- always yelling over there, man. Gardy's made me belly laugh so many times mid-game. He's oh, he, hilarious, Last man. night, when he gets going on his... Oh, <laughs> like, him, he goes deep last night, so you know he's talking shit on yeah. the whole game. Oh, he's it. going nuts,
0: <laughs> man.
1: It's, see, it's great, though. And he's an amazing storyteller. Yeah. Oh, Yeah.
2: We're, I
0: I he, man, he, so, I mean it, it depends though. Like if Wait, you, what do you if mean you, it depends? Well, if you're trying to, if if you don't have a lot of time, you don't want this motherfucker to hurry <laughs> him and tell the story. Hurry up! Like for this, he's great. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> right. but sometimes we sit in the dugout and it takes three <laughs> innings for him to tell the story.
1: Like, <laughs> he told us a story uh, on R two C two where he was driving. Well, because he always, I guess, drives back home at the end of the season. Right. He's driving for. In the middle of the night, because he he leaves when he knows there's no traffic, right? So he leaves at, like, 10 p.m. Right. And drives through the middle of the night. And he said he gets to, like, I don't know where it was, somewhere in, like, Virginia. And it's, like, 4 in the morning or 5 in the morning or something like that. And he realizes... He hasn't turned the radio on or anything. <laughs> like, he, he's just been driving in silence for six hours. I forgot about that, yeah. Like, I'm like, how do you even do that? And he's like, yeah, I have no idea. But know? the way he
0: sets up stories, yeah. though, oh. he tells you all the details, yeah, yeah, what yeah. the weather was, yeah. the date. He remembers everything. Like, he never forgets anything. It's crazy. I
2: love that. So I always say sometimes you just got come on,
1: land, yeah. land the plane. Man. <laughs> land
0: I the do. Plane. I always do. He gets mad at me because I'm like, let's go.
1: You know, it's funny, land the plane. Uh, Tim Capstra, who's our radio analyst for Nets, we'll, we'll go out to dinner and everything, and he'll sometimes call me Ryan Land the Plane Ruko.
2: Because I'm, I'm telling a
1: story. He's like, yo, enough. Yeah, so Jason Brown, our
2: catching instructor, yeah. he'll come in and talk to me, and I'll be like, Brown, you got to land the
1: plane. <laughs> <laughs> i to go, bro. Come on, man. Like, like, please get to this point. Yes. By the way, do you notice, like, I was, like, Aaron has a swaggy walk. Have you noticed this about your manager? He's always been like that. Has he? Yeah. Yeah, He's got, he's just got, some guys like got it in the way they walk. Like he's got like a, uh, he's got a swaggy walk, man. I think he's just swagging just in in general. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know. Is this a conscious decision or is this the way you naturally gait? Uh huh. No, I work on it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you can't tell people that, man. What kidding. you <laughs> me.
2: Walk how you walk, <laughs> so.
1: But it's it's natural. I okay. So I I have to I have to reveal broadcasting a broadcasting secret. I don't know if Aaron remembers. I, maybe you do. But so when I used to, um, do oh, I remember this. You remember I think this? If, if you're going where I think. You're okay. Going. All right. So I used to do scoreboard hosting. <laughs> yep. And uh, for I, well, you know, that's when we first you know.
0: Oh, so you did scoreboard hosting when you played
1: here? No, when Aaron was doing broadcasting for and he was just starting out. And I used to – so part of my preparation process for my stand-up that I would do, because we don't have a teleprompter, is so I have to kind of like write something to how I speak and then memorize it for when I go on air. So I used to go in this little room, this control room up in the scoreboard area, the broadcast swing, And I would go right next to the wall, and I would actually even make like I'm holding a mic, and I would practice my (laughs) – on camera. And this was my preparation process, right? And when ESPN would be in and Aaron Boone would be broadcasting a game, he would do something sort of similar and peek (laughs) in and check on me because Aaron would walk up and down the hallway, I think kind of like talking to yourself, what Mm -hmm. you were going to do for your Open. Am I right? Yes. So – so the open was the one
2: thing <laughs> that in my first couple of years would freak me out. Okay. So, and I, so I, I'd be walking the halls, like trying to pretend I wasn't nervous <laughs> and like thinking about what I was going to say. So like my second or third ever game I did, it was at City Field. So we we have a Met game and i do the open and Dan Schulman before he went to Sunday night games. So I had Monday night with Dan. He turns to me in the open to hey, we're at City Field and there, boom. And I I say nothing. No, <laughs> did you really? I red light right? I'm like,
1: <laughs> and Dan, you know, Dan just kind
2: of t- <laughs> we get done with the open, and the producer's like, All right, we move on. (laughs) I'm like, what? So for like two years after that, I would like, oh, what am I going to say? How am I going to say it? And and, And at one point, you just finally get over it. But that's what I was doing. I was like making sure
1: I somehow don't fall on my face here <laughs> again I That's I, great. I loved it though cuz it was I was like oh yeah someone gets my process like, yes.
2: <laughs> I totally remember, remember walking that? through the <laughs> halls with
1: you there yes and and you would you would like you you be walk and you peek in the room mm-hmm. and whatever and we would like you know we connect for a minute chat doing the same thing like yep. yeah <laughs> oh, trying yeah. to get ready man yeah, that's great, great. Uh, I love it Have you had any moments where you were nervous as manager yet or were you like whoa this, this is different Um, yeah, there was a game last week where I was like, man, that
2: was <laughs> that was a little uh, um nerve wracking, honestly. My nervous time or my nervous energy time, same as a player, was like the after BP leading up to the game. You know, that time like you're not sure exactly where to put all your energy and to get ready. Once the game starts, it's kind of – I love it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Honestly. I mean, there's nerve-wracking moments within the game or, you know, when you're thinking about making a decision or whatever. But for the most part in the game, it's like – this is cool. You this know what's
0: cool. crazy is that, uh, like, I mean, I'm sure you have to, I mean, because you, you're, ma- you're the manager, obviously, but I don't get nervous. Like, I feel like we're going to whoop everybody ass. <laughs> and, I, like, I say that honestly. Like, I'm not – like, I
2: really think we're going to win every game. Yeah. That's how good we are. Like, seriously. Sometimes I'll walk up to see. I did it the other day. I was in baltimore I'm oh like, yeah we got this one today It's like
0: oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> every day every day yeah i mean we go with somebody
2: else today like it's fun
1: showing up to the park i yeah. mean you're 30 games over 500 in the first half of the season first yankee team to be 30 over 500 before the all-star break since the 98 yankees and this actually now normally you're 30 games over 500 before the all-star break you have a 10 game lead right. in the division this year as of the moment we're recording this in Cleveland, you guys are actually three and a half behind the Red Sox. Does that ever, like, does it ever frustrate you knowing you're having this amazing, there's a lot of season left, but this amazing first half and you see them and you're like, what the hell,
0: they keep winning? I, I, not for me, not yet, I mean, because we we still play, we're playing them, like, yeah. we have a chance to, to write that, write that ourselves, you know what I'm saying? So, no, I mean, you can't concern, get concerned with what they do, just go out every day and try to win our game and we'll see them, yeah. you know?
2: Honestly, it doesn't, because... I, I think being in the game for as long as we both have, I, you understand how long the season is. Mm-hmm. And, like, you start getting caught up in what other people are doing. You drive yourself crazy. I mean, I'll admit, like, I'm sick of them winning every day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, that gets old. <laughs> yeah, but, right. but I, I don't, like, it's, <laughs> it's about us. And, and, you know, that game, that series, whatever, it's about us right now. And, you know, you have time
1: for that towards the end. Hopefully, where you're playing those meaningful games. So you guys are playing the role in this conversation that I play on, like I have a Yankee fan like group chat, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Deep Daddy's Yankees. You know, I've mentioned the chat before with my boys. <laughs> you know, shout out to him. And,
0: uh, and... <laughs> I don't think I've heard about this. No, man, no. my, my
1: my my boy Deep, like he's he, he's the connector to, and he calls himself Deep Daddy. Now you can assess that at a different time. <laughs> but like we got to edit this shit out the. Box. Out the out the, out the fucking podcast, <laughs> but, but he but he so it's always like he connected this group, but no no his name is Deep that's he's Indian that's his first name so uh so anyway um but like I have to tell them I'm like because like damn he's like this is so they'll all be like this is so annoying they just keep winning they just keep winning I'm like calm down first half of the season We're going to get to play him like just concentrating on how good we are plus. You know, doing this without Gary, with Glaber hurt, Miss yeah. Tanaka for a month. And like, I don't
0: even be I don't even see that. Like yeah. you know, we've had we have a lot of injuries and sometimes that stuff that can cripple you and stuff like that, but nah, it's the next guy up. Tyler yep. Wade come up. You know what I mean? Go three for four He him. looks you good, know. man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like Roe step in and, you know, and Higgy come up and hit some big homers, like it's just the next guy up, you know what I'm saying? So it's it's uh that's just how we build. And, and that's you know?
2: what's cool about our organization now is mm. is we see all that depth and all those guys that come up and are ready to contribute. And they've come up, like he said, I mean, dude after dude that's come up and
1: had an impact right away. Is there a, is there a guy for either of you that Judge reminds you of? Like when you think of either guys you played with or baseball history who he, he – he as, as a player? Yeah, is there a no, comp that nah, he reminds that I, you of? Not for me. Frank Thomas,
2: yeah, <laughs> dude. When I, when I saw him slicing balls in the upper deck in home run derby and right, last year, I was like, "What is that?" Yeah, that's what I'm
0: saying. Like nobody
2: does that. Yeah, nobody can do what he does, man. Like he sneezes a ball out to right. Like it's just during like, the home
0: run derby too, because they showed the other angle, and I was like, "Damn, he mishit that!" And yes. those balls are going
2: in the upper deck. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's crazy. I actually asked him yesterday. I'm like, "How much fun did you have?" During that, he's like, oh, it's great. It's <laughs> like, it's just like we're in Baltimore t- during batting practice. He's like, it's just like this. He's like, and and I'm, I'm
1: slicing balls in the upper. Uh, did you call it uh, a derby last year? I didn't call it derby last year. Oh, you did? Because you no. guys were y- – could you? Oh, they changed the that broadcast team up. Text, for the Derby. text came in and they booted me. Oh no, really? <laughs> Texted yeah. the Derby last year. Texted the okay. Derby. Oh, that's right. I I was I was watching it, but I'm mute out of uh, you know of solidarity. <laughs> too, <laughs> that's it. I was like, oh, Boone's out. I'm out. That's yeah. it. How was that? Did you like do, covering like, like the, the All Star games
0: or just that the, that yeah, event? Like I did. I did. World and Series and, and stuff like that.
2: And when when the Derby switched the format in Cincinnati that year. Um, where the clock came into play, I think it made the event really cool again. Yeah. And, and and the the event needed kind of to be freshened up or whatever. And and that year in Cincinnati, they changed the rules, and then um, and then on the fly because the weather was supposed to be bad, they even changed the rules like an hour before the derby started. And that was the year Todd Frazier won it, yeah. and it was. Awesome. Yeah. Just like how to figure like the clock and like, all right, I need to hurry, but not, you, you can't rush too much. Like seeing guys like deal with the clock, I it, I thought it was really cool. And I think our last couple home run derbies have been
1: awesome. They've been awesome. Yeah. They've been great event. I mean, that was the thing. Like, I'm so glad. I, I'm glad Judge isn't doing it this year. But like, I'm so glad he did it last year for the game because yeah. it was it was such an. And I can't remember a time where. I saw like my friends or fans as into it as they were last year watching that with him and Stanton and Gary. It was just ridiculous. We were on vacation
2: in Southern California at the beach, and I actually watched it with mm-hmm. with my kids and stuff. And it was it was like I think w- growing up, like I remember home run derbies, but to me the dunk contest was a big deal. Yeah, big like, deal. You know, like, Dominique versus Jordan. I used to I used to love watching Dominique because he'd always go off two feet and always you know like it was just. I, I love that, and and I but I feel like I don't care that much about the dunk contest no. anymore. It's lost its steam, and I think the home run derby was starting to go that way a little bit mm-hmm. until the rule change. I think made it awesome, and then and then Judgey and Stanton. And I was about to say, now you got
0: some new young stars too with yeah. Judge Stanton and you know uh, uh, Bellinger down yeah. in, in uh, California. So I mean, it's some some younger guys that are doing this now, and it's not like. I mean, you know, it's not Prince doing it every year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. different guys. So yeah. no, it's so fun. It makes it fun. And the yeah. clock
1: creates an urgency. Yeah, you know, I, I wanted to go back to something you were talking about before, like in the game, loving it. Yeah, and the decision making. I'm always thinking like, so when you're when you're a fan, right, or you're broadcasting, it's very easy for you to kind of slow things down and process. Like, oh, this is the move I would make here. This is the pitcher I would bring in here. Yeah. Does it? And I know you used to. You one thing I really liked about you as a broadcaster, I thought you would forecast a lot, which was great. And as a as a viewer, I like that. I'm wondering, does it move at the same speed when you're in the dugout as it did in the booth? Now that you're actually making those yeah. decisions.
2: So I always heard like it's going to speed up on you and you know that stuff. Um, and and not to say that I've gotten this right or whatever. I haven't felt like it's moved that fast. And I think part of that is the conversation. Like, we try and go in fairly prepared, you know, with our meetings that night, with, you know, with Hark and Larry and, and Bard. And so I feel like the conversations that I'm having with my coaches in the game, and I call it thinking out loud, I feel like has, from the start, been pretty good. And it's something that needs to continue to get better. But I feel like when I'm having those conversations, it helps me process throughout the whole game. And, you know, and I lean on, you know, I lean on Larry a ton for the pitching stuff. And I, I lean on my coaches a lot. Like, I'm the last guy that will tell you he's got it figured out. Or, you know, I feel like all my coaches on some level are smarter than I am at their, their field. So I trust them and lean on them a lot. Um, but I feel like the conversations we, we've had throughout the game have not made it feel like it's going real fast. Mm, that makes sense. Larry's such a lovable curmudgeon,
1: isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he's he's my guy because he's an, up, he's Larry, an upper east sider too. So you he's know my what, guy.
0: Uh, Besides pitching, Larry gets me on my TV shows. Yeah, man! He's every a, show, you know, Peaky, Peaky Blinders, The Americans,
2: <laughs> all that I, stuff. He put I thought me on. he only watched video. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> me too. I thought he only watched video.
1: Nah, he puts me on TV
0: shows, man. I would That's my never TV guy. Think
1: that your television taste yeah. would also be Larry's? Larry's,
0: yeah. That's amazing, right? It's man. crazy. That's good.
1: Does, so what ha- does uh, does Larry ever like get on you about stuff? Like, always. What do yeah? you mean, like yelling at me? Yeah, and stuff? Yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's always on me. How about do you stuff. take
0: that? It depends. <laughs> no, nah, we're good though. We we uh we have a good relationship and you know, I trust him and and I know that what he's telling me is is, you know, he's he believes it and and that's what, you know, he feels I can get people out. So, um yeah, I mean, I take in everything.
1: Larry's one of those dudes. I'd be afraid to be on like the the wrong side of like a, of a of a yelling match. Yeah. He's he's had some of my favorite lines in the <laughs> match. <laughs>
2: One day we were—I think it was—it might have been Mother's Day where we had the pink hats and stuff—and and and he's walking out of the coach's room. Someone says to him, "He's like, Larry, people are going to start thinking you have a soft heart with that pink hat." You know, like he's like,
1: "I'll take it off." (laughs) (laughs) That is terrific. No, no, that's the way he is. You know, now. Are you do you do you still watch hoops or like cuz you say you grew up watching the dunk contest? Uh-huh. Are you still cuz I know I know USC football is really your thing, yeah. right? That's- They've been trash for years. Hey. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Uh, they had a
2: defense in 15 years. <laughs> Man, not, don't even start pissing me off right now. Wait, do you have a
1: college football
2: team? I hero? don't. That's why I can say shit like yeah. that.
1: He just roots and when against this guys right USC
0: out of high school. And <laughs> When USC was good, I was all over USC. Right?
1: Like, I yeah. love him, I think yeah. you dropped him. You know well, I am. Lendell yeah. and Bush.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um. So, I watched – this year I watched as little NBA as I have in the past, I but I do like the NBA. Yeah. And I watched the playoffs and stuff and get into it and grew up a Sixers fan, so now they're finally getting good again. Ooh, so, yeah. I'm like – you know that's that's been fun to kind of kind of watch. So um, and now living on the East Coast and the about winter to say, time, you gonna, you're gonna get Eagles
0: season tickets?
2: Or, um, or I'm gonna go a lot. I know. I'm sure you're gonna. Are go Are you a an lot. Eagles fan? I'm an Eagles too? fan. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. Congratulations on your Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but I like the NBA. I'm not a big college hoops fan. Me either. Um, just I, I like the NBA. So, and I plan on now that I'm living. Back east, full year round, and I'm not going to be out playing golf and enjoying the weather. It's nah, like you basketball game. I'll man. be like in the yeah. sports again. It'll yeah. be nice being in New York, like going to a Knicks game or a Nets game. Or that's the coolest thing yeah. is like there's like literally you can just like
0: this week it's yeah. like four
2: games. Yeah, like the Knicks
0: play twice. The net, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's just it's always something. I go to a hockey game. <laughs> right. You know, like
2: I'm looking forward. That's that's one of the things I'm looking forward to in the winter because it, it'll be fun doing that. Especially with my boys who who like to do
1: that stuff too, mm-hmm. and uh, and and Cece could tell you all about how the whole like courtside seats work and yeah. all of that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, I mean, when you're the manager of the Yankees, those seats they get upgraded. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna enjoy, especially you guys win the World Series. I just oh, wish that like I wish everybody. the Knicks
0: were were good, yeah. so that like you know it the it'd be fun to, to watch them play. People,
1: yeah. I actually do think I, I think, and obviously for me, broadcasting that games I have that like you know centric focus but I actually think both teams are lined up to have some interesting seasons coming up starting 20 not this year but the year after and because they both have well, the Knicks have more prime young talent, but they both kind of have picks coming up. The Knicks cap got space. prime young young. Well, if, if, I'm saying if KP gets healthy and then Kevin Knox, this kid who's lighting up summer league, which Knicks fans are the greatest because I, you, I saw Kevin Knox yeah. play in the Garden this year. Did I went you? To, I
2: went first. Actually, that's the first time I ever went to the Garden. I went to to a game um, this winter with with Cashman. We uh, when Kentucky was in
1: town, so I got to see him. Uh, and yeah, what'd you a think about, about him? Fan. Uh, he was good. Yeah. Yeah. And he's been just tearing up Summer League, which, you know, Knicks fans go nuts over that. Like, over you know, Summer League? Oh, my gosh, <laughs> really? man. Yeah, it'd be like, it'd be like you know, a, a Yankees fans with a spring training star except for they don't do, totally do that. Like, But that's what it's like. They right. go crazy oh, with yeah, Summer see, League. Nah, I
0: mean, I've watched a couple of games, up, but I just figured, I mean, it's his college game. Like, it's his college competition, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? like. So
2: I can't get it. I can't get
1: it in summer. Me neither. <laughs> like I don't <I>, <laughs> yeah.
0: get excited for summer league. No,
1: I mean you got to pick your spots. Like there's only so much of you to go around when yes. it comes to interest and, and yes. engagement and everything. You know. So all right, I got a, I got one more player comp for you. Severino. Okay. He's had an unbelievable first half. Is there a guy he reminds you of? Either of you watching him and his first half?
0: I don't know.
2: I got to think about it. I suck at these reminders. Me, yeah. yeah, me too. The, but the, but
1: the, you know what? It's it's not there, easy with comps. Is there a guy he reminds you of? Honestly, just his, it's, just his, like, kind of when he's in rhythm, mm-hmm. he reminds me sometimes a little of Pedro. Just, 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 a like, just a little bit, like, when he, when he's, like, working quickly and the fluidity and his, and his, I know, I know they have different stuff because Pedro had a filthy change up and that was, like, <laughs> one of his, yeah his go-tos. But, like, Pedro, like,
2: Pedro was he like manipulated the ball yeah, so he, much. Yeah, and, Pedro
0: like, was more like a like a Maddox that threw. Yes, yes. He was you know like you know what I'm okay. Saying? Like, yes. All right, all I right. think Sevy rem- reminds me more of Bartolo Young.
2: Yeah, Sevy's more like just a different body type. Just a
0: different, bo- but Bartolo wasn't that big when he was young. I mean, he was his legs and shit were big, but he wasn't.
2: He had a belly like we got, like yeah. we have now. <laughs> I said we. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of that, yeah. so so this winter we're at uh, I don't know what we're oh we're at the. Writers' dinner, or whatever oh, yeah, the yeah, award yeah. stuff, and and someone says, I think Cash says to see. So, what do you think he'll get? fat, fat, gray, or bald. He's like, oh, he'll get fat. I'm like, that's bullshit,
0: bro. He's been working out every day. He's <laughs> that's been doing
2: treadmill every day. Yeah, he you've works. stayed in shape, man. <laughs> so, speaking of my walk, I just walk out and try and suck in as much as I
0: can. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's part of what you practice. Yeah.
2: I like it, man. That's No, good. I just
0: think the way he can hold his velocity, yeah. and, you know, yeah? and uh, yeah, I mean, Bartolo, yeah, I think, he, I think that's Bartolo for me, more, more
2: uh, young. That's actually a good comp because Sevi's pretty straightforward with what he is stuff wise, yeah. like like it's pretty standard repertoire: fastball, slider, and now he introduces a change more and more. But you don't think a Seve with like the sink or the nasty movement. Even though his slider's nasty, he's just more like
1: Here stuff's great, yeah. and like all great pitchers, they can command it. He also seems to have like I love his personality. Yeah. He because he's he's accessible and he's he's a he's a he's a nice guy, but he's got you know he's got that stuff about him where like you know he wants to be great knows what he's got right Right. i think every good player has that though yes i think you have to have it to be a good player for sure and and yeah he's
2: i like that he's taking that on like he he wants to be the guy that's counted on and he works that way he prepares that way but also like that he is accessible like that like you know you get out of the heat of the battle and he's good. And, and on the days he doesn't pitch, he's hooked up and like the teammate you want. Like I like all that stuff about mm. him too. the outside stuff. He's, he's easy to talk to and, He's got that
1: drive to be great. He drops one. We I was blown away by his one-liners on the podcast. I mean, he's all day, though. He's, he's funny, man. Yeah, he's hilarious. <laughs> he cracks me See, all it took was one shitty comp from me <laughs> with Pedro <laughs> to get you guys on a good comp he with the Lerito. Lerito. That's just See, that's my role. Like, you know, <laughs> yes. I like make myself look silly if I have to to make it work. All right, my, my, my last thing, we'll no, let you get out of here, Aaron. The I, I'm thinking, have you had to be, like, have you had to yell at all this year yet? Or have you been have you been angry at all this year yet? At a player? Yeah. <clears throat> Not to their
2: face. <laughs> um, That's great. No, I mean, no, I've I, I try and I mean, you guys know me well enough to know I'm pretty easy going and. You know, I'm I'm positive. I want the room to be upbeat and positive, so I have a lot of those conversations. But there's been conversations I've had where I've had to like, you know, be firm. But I haven't yelled at anyone. I yeah. haven't I haven't been I haven't been that mad at a player. But there's conversations you want to have because I always want to have a relationship with guys that you know it's not all you, you got to give correction or bad news or whatever sometimes and. I think some of the things that have been tough have been some of the, a couple of the times where we've had to send a guy out or mm. um you know spring training that's hard when you're releasing a guy or mm-hmm. something that but so a few of those conversations have been really hard and and do like those are the things that weigh on you because you understand like it's guys livelihood you right. know and and i have a lot of respect for that and so i don't take that lightly so when you have to deliver bad news especially
1: when you feel like it's undeserved that that can be difficult right like brandon drury ronald torres those are major leaguers like it, since yeah. you guys are stacked and you, you got to move pieces around like those were like awful yeah so but but it's also part of the job no. and
2: and you know sometimes you got to make Tough decisions.
1: Mm-hmm. What well, do you think? You come back on R two C two yeah, sometimes. it's cool this is right? <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's <laughs>
2: what you do. This is easy for you, yeah, though, right? This is this is great. <laughs> huh? no. Thank you for being on with us. Skip. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Mm-hmm. Good good luck with the with the podcast. <laughs> <Thank> continued, <laughs> continued success. <laughs> Thank, Thank you very much, Emma. Yeah, man.
0: Booney's fun, man. Yeah, he's always fun, man. He's always like he's always ready.
1: Yeah, <laughs> if yeah, that exactly. makes sense. Yeah, and his personality is like it he doesn't have he doesn't take himself too seriously you know it's not holier than now it's just like
0: and i think that's what people can relate to i think i think fans can get that i think obviously the players we get that and and i think uh it just makes him you know obviously he's a great guy but it makes him a better a better manager for sure
1: yeah you guys seem to connect with him well just like talking to guys they seem to like his style and yeah, his
0: communication i think so I, I mean you know not to say that we didn't connect with anybody else but, right. but i mean i just think it's a good group and. He's a perfect group. He's a perfect manager for this for this bunch of guys. All
1: right, and and so most importantly of, of everything from today's episode, now you have your three names: Will Smith, Eminem, Daisy Ridley. Yeah. You could deliver on one Shit. of them before January first, twenty nineteen, man. All right, you, no, I got now it. now you got to run. You have more of a head start now <laughs> than I will too, because I'm still waiting on your three names. You are, yeah. I, I got uh, next episode. I will have my three names. All right, sounds good. An honorable mention: Joe Rogan for this, because I if you can't get those three and you want to go to Joe, who. You know my favorite podcaster. The, the, I'll, I'll, I'll accept that too. Within, okay. Within the four, all right? all right, good. All right. Make sure you guys listen, rate, review, subscribe. We're gonna have fun giveaway going on. At some point, we should do a live event too. You know, I feel like we
0: should. Yeah. That
1: would be a cool like you know get to know people. Maybe we could have some gear by then. You know, I would be able to finally give away the mugs. For sure. Of, right? of hoarding, <laughs> It'd be a good combination. But make sure you guys keep listening, rating, reviewing, subscribing, and hope you enjoyed this episode with Aaron Boom.